0: Welcome to Verbal Diary, the podcast, with your hosts, Cy Joplin and James Norton. Strap yourself in for the rants and bants. Hello. Hello. So, I'm hijacking the podcast this week. Ah. What do we do? So, first of all, uh, if anyone wants to get this podcast released, send £10 million in used fivers to... And at mortals, At mortals, yeah. <laughs> but hash, hashtag paying off the ransom. Um,
1: no one cares about me though,
0: mate. You're not going to get anything. It's not you, it's the podcast. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay, got it. So all of our listeners are going to chip in. All our listener? All our listener. So, um... Are we doing this on Fiverr? Oh, we could do. <laughs> that's about as much as we'll get. If that. Anyway, how are you, sir? I'm alright, mate. I'm alright. What's the latest with you? God, where do I start? I can't think now. When was the
1: last time we recorded, though?
0: It's been a while.
1: It's been a week or so. It's been a couple of weeks. So I remember, I I made some more notes, some show notes. you got show notes? I don't think I'll put them in the right place this time, because there's no point when you don't read them.
0: (laughs) Oh. So (laughs) where are the show
1: notes? I've just literally got a tick-tick item, and I've made some notes in there. So what do your
0: notes say? What more notes? Oh, we had Dad Camp. That
1: That was fun. That was over the Maybank holiday as well.
0: Tell me about Dad Camp.
1: It was... Dads, there was children, there was beer, food, fire, games. It was perfect. Three nights of fun. Sounds ideal, like right?
0: Hey, okay. um, sounds wonderful because I love camping. Uh, what, what else I is say in that your notes? In the most
1: camp voice possible then as well.
0: What else is in your notes that I haven't read you? and you haven't even put in a place that I can? Well,
1: say what's the point? Me, you don't read it. <laughs> um, oh, the derby game, the disappointing derby game.
0: Disappointing derby game.
1: The disappointing derby game. We, talk, we talked about it in the previous episode. The Derby County versus Leeds United game. The the big playoff into the Premiership. And what happened? It didn't quite go as planned. What was the scoreline? Uh, Jesus, I can't remember the scoreline. Remember being a really boring game as well. Because we, I was high expectations for no bloody reason. Aston Villa just. Didn't really perform, but they managed to clinch a couple of goals. We got one; I think it's two-one in the end. Actually, so it wasn't a complete washout. But um, yeah, obviously the glory went to the other half of the Joplin household. They're in, they're going to really enjoy enjoying struggling in the Premiership like everyone
0: else. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. a little bit disappointing. Um, what else, did you have? Anything good in your show notes then? Dad camp, no nah. Camp football was great. Yeah. Dad,
1: football was disappointing. No, not a lot apart from that, actually. Got some entertainment stuff, but apart from that. Let's dive nice. in because it's You're been. You're this, though, right? It's been a busy week.
0: And I said to my esteemed colleague, Simon, the other Ooh, day. Esteemed? Yeah, I'm buttering you up as best I can. That, um... yeah, I said to him, I'm taking over the podcast. Don't worry. Oh, that's me pinging away. Um, don't worry about anything I said. Uh, just, um, I gave you some homework to do, but I gave you the homework about four hours ago, so it's okay if you haven't done it. But if you haven't done it, then I might be quite upset with you.
1: You're lucky. I've found five minutes to do some homework.
0: Excellent. So, um, it's been an interesting week this week, and I thought that uh, being the type of people we are, well, the type of person I am, we should talk about... What's been going on? So um, this week, it's been Dub Dub DC. Dub Dub, Dub Dub. Is that, it's not like um,
1: a, a, a music reference. Dub Dub.
0: No, it's been they're calling it Dub Dub themselves, and um, and we saw a bunch of great announcements. Yeah. Wait, wait. Before, for the people that don't understand, what the hell is Dub Dub? Oh, okay. So Dub Dub or WWDC is the Worldwide Developer Conference. It's Apple's. Developer Conference. Apple then. Um, right, Got it. Apple. Um, it's the Apple Developer Conference. It's held in San Jose uh, this year as it has not been. San the, Jose, I don't not No not not San José. Uh, San Jose. Um, <laughs> yes. in um, America. Ooh, America. Which um, is in the United States. And um, yeah we yeah. like got that. Anyway, so in San Jose, California, uh, which is part of America and um, anyway. uh, end of geography lesson. So um, it's an annual conference <laughs> that uh, Apple hold to uh, talk to developers in the press as well, obviously. Uh, and they tend to release a whole bunch of stuff, basically all their new software and occasionally some new hardware. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a four day event and it starts off on the Monday at 10 a.m. Uh, local time to San San Jose, um, to San Jose uh, with uh, the keynote, and uh, we as we're recording now. It's currently Thursday, so it's been a few days. Um, but yeah, so it was, it's been Dub Dub DC this week, and, uh, and there's been some great announcements. So some, some of the highlights for me. Well, we'll come on to what's been a real highlight, but um, you know we've had things like iPad OS. Yeah, um, and, and changes to the Mac and the, and, and the announcement of a new Mac Pro. Mm. Um, so I thought we should do some verbal diary style, style coverage. Let me try and say that again. I thought we should do some verbal diary style coverage. That's quite hard to say. Yeah, um, roll off the time. So verbal diary. I say to you, verbal diary. What springs into your mind? Diarrhea. Okay, that wasn't what I was expecting you to say. What's our thing? What's our yeah. The, rant to, and bounce. the rants like,
1: duh, duh, and bants. The rants and bants.
0: So I thought it might be fun, or possibly extremely boring, if brand. we drop the article of the week, Okay. and instead we have developer conference of the week. Oh, um, there's going to be so many of these. So, as is traditional, we have to sing the theme tune. So it's... Verbal diary with... No, not sorry, I didn't mean the theme tree, we have to sing the segment name. Because yeah. it's Developer Conference of oh the Week. week. Oh, almost a duet there. Verbal diary with sign James. So I thought we could let's have one rant and one bant. Each, Ooh, about dear. the conference. Okay. Start so, with a band. So, just anything, what, 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 I'll go first if you want me to. What, set, what, set what sort it. of struck you as being interesting or something that was amusing to you or, or, or anything like that? <sighs> so, shall I go first? I'll give you my band. Go I'll on, give, do I'll yours i I'll give you my bands. My bands. Your bands. Your pants. So, um. Can you, fly, can you do the fly up First. So, Mibance. So, I I think that uh, one of the things that struck me uh, about this uh, WWDC, uh, as has been for the last few years, is the way that Apple's doing their marketing outside of the event. Okay. It's all through podcasts.
1: How do you mean? Like, their own, obviously not their own. Not their own, no.
0: So, they've been sending esteemed Apple people out to be interviewed by big podcasters. So you're talking the likes
1: of ATP. So ATP
0: didn't get anyone. They don't get anyone for their WWDC week. But okay. when um, Apple had uh, a few releases a few months back, mm. um, they sent. Uh, they, so I think they did an interview. So they sent someone to do an interview for with ATP. Right. Um, but they've had. So you get. The, the, I mean, the big show is John Gruber's the talk show. Yeah, um, and we'll put uh, in the show notes links to all of these things. And I was watching the YouTube video of his show. Um, oh, and really it does YouTube videos of f- it. Only for this one. Okay. And it's done, br- it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Okay. You should definitely watch the uh, way they do the opening credits. And so this week, uh, he had Craig Federighi, who's is. senior vice president of Apple software stuff. If, if you were a good co podcaster here, you'd probably load up the apple.com website and have a look at the people. Um, the other reason that you would probably do that is that I forgot to bring my laptop. Um, Uh, So so we had Craig Federighi, who was on stage on the keynote on Monday, very famous. We often call him, he he likes to be known as Hair Force One because he has incredible hair. Oh, wow. I just really wanted to see him. And they had Jos, Greg Joswiak, who is. Oh, yes. So So Craig Federighi, thank you. Senior Vice President of Software Engineering. And they had Greg uh, Greg Joswiak, who is also a, a Senior Vice President, I believe. Or a vice president, I think, in the marketing side. Um, so, so, sorry, Jaws, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, um, but I can't actually remember what your what your actual job is. Either way, excuse me. Either way, that's uh, that. You know, two very senior Apple execs. Mm-hmm. Um, you had um, uh, uh, someone. Uh, sorry, the name escapes me. Went on to uh, Mac Power Users this week, right. and there've been various others uh, where, where there have been special. Apple's special guests. guests. And they, this, is, this is kind of the fourth, fifth time maybe Apple have done this stuff when they've had a release cycle so or they, an announcement they, cycle.
1: tease with some exec on a podcast with what's coming out.
0: Well, they send the exec on after they've made the announcement. Oh, so when yeah. they released the updated uh, MacBook Pros and iMacs earlier this year, um, uh, Jason Snell on Upgrade... Yes. Uh, great, a great Real FM podcast, um, had uh, an Apple exec on. And uh, ATP have had an exec on, and this is the third year that John Groob, maybe fourth year that John Groob has had proper senior people from Apple. you um, have Phil and, and Craig one year, which is absolutely amazing. And um, do you know what? I'm looking at this page. Where is Phil? Oh, there he is, Phil. Phil Schiller. Phil Schiller. Um, anyway, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's quite incredible, actually. It's had, they've had some great people, and of course, ATP have had uh, actually a couple of Apple execs on over the years, and, and other podcasts, I'm sure, have had people, but I'm not aware of every single thing that's going on. Of um, And I think that's fantastic. Apple, I think, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Apple are doing a, a significant amount of marketing through podcasts to the nerds. Let's be clear. This is how Apple talks to nerds, yeah. And I'm a nerd, and they talk to me. Yeah. And I think that's fucking awesome. And um, and I love it. And I think it's brilliant. And I'd like to know what you think. Okay. Who are we going to invite on next year?
1: (laughs) I wonder where this is going. So I I agree. This is awesome news. You know, they they they're tapping into where people are. the geeks do enjoy a good podcast now. And I think, as, as we talked about previously, podcasting is becoming a bit more mass market, which is great news. I'd question it wasn't already, not mass market, but gen, general market. Um, I mean, as I said, I've, I've been doing my other music podcast for like 14 years now, and that's, got, that's not geeks at all. That's just people that like music. Um, they found it, and it worked quite well. Anyway, coming back to the point, the fact that they're, tap- they're going out to people that are reputable in this industry speaking to them directly about what I've what been doing, um, it really kind of encourages that direct communication and relationship with people that know what they're talking about. So they can go to these podcasts and they can interrogate them on some real sort of detailed elements of what they've been doing without going, what the hell are you talking about? This sounds like marketing fluff. Do you really know what you're selling? Uh, great way to engage. Um I've not heard any of these shows yet, so I will go off and do some homework afterwards to hear some of the shows and how they've interviewed them before. Um, Looking at the exec board,
0: Mm. it doesn't strike me
1: as the most diverse group. I mean, there's a better balance on gender. You've got one, two, three, four women out of 17. That's just on the exec panel. Uh, Yeah, so could do with a little bit of work but I, I, this is, I, I just want to go for a little tangent around this someone commented about the the big keynote the fact that they're getting better at diversity on the stage um so they're trying and I know it's, it's is, a, it, just, is, it,
0: is this your band
1: uh, a little bit but yeah it's, it, it's a loose connection um
0: so you know they had a woman in a wheelchair on do, do part of oh, and see they? I didn't get to watch it you were watching this and you it, were messaging uh, me at the time
1: and yeah. I, I was just listening because I was driving at the time so I couldn't see what was going on but the, the fact that they are trying to address the diversity challenge in tech is good. Um, work harder, try harder. Apple, you are a cool brand. You could probably do better than this. Um, anyway, there was my little bit of a rant. Um, the podcasting thing is interesting because, as you will talk about with a bit more of the releases, they're seeing this as a, a dedicated stream of software as well now. They're, they're breaking iTunes That's up. That's right. Um, is
0: coming to the max yeah so it's really on iOS and iPadOS
1: yeah and I I have a little bit of a gripe around that but I like the fact that they are putting their into the basket around I will so
0: save that for your rant yeah
1: I could go into it now
0: have you got an alternative rant
1: there's, a, there's, a, there's a, another related rant because um, you've got to have
0: one band, one rant for this episode oh, you're you, oh, you gamifying this I have, so, do you, <laughs> to, so okay um, original um, point original good, point good
1: move clever and cheap. It's not, you know, for a marketing strategy, that's fucking clever. <laughs> and money isn't the problem today. Exactly. Um, but it, it is nice way of just going, you know what, we don't need to spend thousands, millions on this marketing strategy. Let's just go and speak to people that talk to us about this stuff
0: for free. See, I love it because I, I, I'm, I'm a geek at heart. I listen to all these podcasts. Yeah. Um, I love the personalities on the podcast. You know, I like John Gruber a lot. I love the ATP crew, particularly John Siracusa, obviously. Yeah. And I was very happy that he did a um, toaster oven review in the live show. Um, uh, They had a one-off sponsorship from Cards Against Humanity. And so that segment came back. Uh, For those people uh, listening to this who haven't listened to ATP. um, You should. You just should. Um,
1: (laughs) They're long, but they are worth it. Yeah,
0: John's just... John Syracuse is just an, a legend. In his, he's a living legend. He, Marco it, actually, Arment as well. Of, you know. Yeah, but John's turn of phrase is just... It's just absolutely fabulous. And I can't, don't think I can probably find it, but he said something this week that was just unbelievably well, funny. If we can find it, we'll edit it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, I like this. I like Gruber. I like the ATP crew. I really like the Relay FM crew. You know, Mike Hurley and um, uh, Jason Snell and, and and all of that lot. So uh, you know, I think it's great that. Um, uh, yeah, I, think, I just think it's fantastic that Apple are engaging with their community in this way when it used to be a wall of silence. So, mm-hmm. so I just thought so. It was, Something's worth mentioning. Touché. Now, Touché. Tell, me, tell, t- tell me your rands about the podcast app.
1: Oh, so for me, it's not directly to the podcast thing. It's the idea that iTunes is changing and how all our media was in one place and now they're decentralising that. I heard a rumour that part of this decentralisation, they want to move to the subscription model on their music.
0: They've already done it.
1: They're, well, for, force it, not opt-in. So Apple Music's been around for what two, three years now. It's quite old, anyway, right? I've never bought into it because are you a Spotify user? No,
0: you don't. You don't do streaming music at all. Well?
1: I don't generally do streaming music because mm-hmm. the, the times I consume music, I'm generally offline. I'm commuting on a train where there's very little coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always liked to download and own, in inverted commas, my music.
0: Just, I just need to tell you something. Go. Okay. You, you, you can save playlists offline?
1: With which one? Well, definitely with Spotify. Yeah, I know Spotify 10, does, but you have to pay premium for that, music. right?
0: You should, you should pay for the subscription.
1: Yeah, just 10 quid a month or something. 10 quid
0: a month for basically all the music that's ever been made?
1: Mm, questionable.
0: 40 million tracks or something. Yeah,
1: but my music tastes aren't covered in there. Really? So my, my specialist What's your music? house for you? music, independent music, they will not go into Spotify because they don't get back... All right. The commission that they think they deserve. Okay. So, but the, is but the Apple I
0: mean. Music app on the on the Mac and on iOS and iPadOS,
1: they do um, offline.
0: Well, they, you have a local music library.
1: Okay. So I, the, the, the thing I've always had a problem with: I buy music that doesn't isn't available on Fine. Apple Music. It's not available on iTunes. It's not available on Spotify. It might be better now, but most of the time, my independent labels don't sell out.
0: So I might blow your mind now.
1: Well, let me start to sit down.
0: So, first of all, you can always have a local music library with Apple Music. Get it, that's fine. But, also, I believe you can take your own music and upload it into Spotify.
1: Into Spotify?
0: Not for everyone else to consume, but for you to consume. So, if you wanted to have a streaming service, plus your own stuff, maybe it's Apple that does it? I don't know, I'm sure there's a music... Anyone out there who knows the answer to this question... Just, 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 just email Sai? Si? No, tweet at size at Sai si with the hashtag um, m- music. Just the hashtag music. was it. Um, but misspell it. Um, spell it muzuk. Wow. Music. Um, I don't know why. So um,
1: <laughs> hashtag music. So carry on,
0: carry on your your thing. So that that's my rant. It's I
1: I do not buy into the subscription model. Right, I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I just never have been. I'm a man that comes from vinyl, CD music. I like to own my freaking music. I don't want to have to borrow it and give it back. Is something yeah. about a bit of possessive about the that's old fine. DJ sort of world. I, and, I get it. I get it. I mean, know, I when I, I talk it. out loud, I think yeah, you sound a bit of a dick. But, but the, the music
0: services, you're renting the music. Uh, okay. So with iTunes,
1: you are, yeah? And Spotify, No, with, you are. with
0: music, you are. With Apple Music, not with iTunes.
1: Yeah, again, but someone told me, okay, when you download from iTunes, you don't actually own that on iTunes either, anymore, which is why I got nervous. Really? You don't They have some weird legal obligation to say, it's not yours anymore. And I have seen albums disappear from my library because they're no longer available on iTunes. But if you buy the music... Even when you buy this, this is what worries me. Mm. I, was, I went in to find my history, and there was albums missing which is why I'm a little bit concerned. Because I've been buying music on iTunes since 2004, maybe. I think it's it's 15 years' worth of accumulation uh, disappearing. That's my rant about the iTunes separation. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that they are compartmentalising it. It makes it a lot easier to not a monolith app to build and maintain. You've actually got, you know, areas to focus on. You've got a TV optimised app. You've got a podcast optimised app. All that good stuff. Um, The history of Apple software makes me nervous because it's not stuff like Maps. Wasn't exactly a great example of Apple using iOS-like apps on Mac. The Maps app on Mac is just fucking shit. It's just (laughs) awful.
0: I've never used it really.
1: Exactly. What do we do when we want to map stuff? Uh, Google Maps or Waze. Anyway, I'm a little bit nervous about where this might go, and. Please prove me wrong, Apple. Please prove me wrong, you can do this well. Because I've got thousands and thousands of music I don't want to lose. Mm. Because you decided that iTunes is not worth maintaining anymore.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't think they're ever going to take away local music. Lo, lo, they can't. Activity. I know oh, everything's
1: yeah. moving to the cloud, but they can't
0: take that away. I don't think they will, ever. They'll be um, stupid
1: to shoot themselves in the foot on that one, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah I don't think they will, so but I'm holding my breath. I think you'll be fine because iTunes has been around for 18, 19 years. It's pretty old. Um, right. So you, so I think Apple have shown a decent commitment to iTunes. Oh yeah. Um, transitions always
1: make people nervous. But, I know. But but we we should move it on
0: because time is against us in this podcast. Oh I know I know. So, so I know. was that so so I started off by saying have one band one rant. Was that your rant or was that your that rant, was was rant? That was definitely my rant. That was your, your rant. my
1: biggest nervousness about the, all their okay. announcements. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do, you, do you want to have a bant? Go on. Do you have a or do you, do you? My bant was around podcasts and Apple So it's a, the
1: good thing was something. To talk their about, marketing strategy. Yeah. So I think in the whole, a lot of their announcements were pretty promising and good news. They, 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 they are. It's hard to find fault in a lot of the stuff they were doing, especially with the software so I think iOS 13 are filling a lot of the gaps that we're waiting for um, I can't think of any unique features that they've announced for iOS 13 off the top of my head bad homework I did make oh. a couple of notes there's a few things, um, a few things. but in iPads yeah like iCloud folder sharing Finally, Fucking finally. Dropbox have been doing this forever. Finally, oh, Apple are doing it. This will make our a lot easier as did well. You, did
0: you see the new top, Dropbox pricing plans? Uh,
1: they've upped it, but they gave you two terabyte instead of top one.
0: They're now more expensive than everyone. Are they? Yeah.
1: So they've automatically upgraded me. I know yeah. They've said, oh, you've got an extra terabyte. Not even using the terabyte. I have got.
0: Anyway. I think yeah. Dropbox are, no. in there, are in danger. No, I think, they've, I think the, what they've done has put them at risk.
1: Yeah, well, they're not the only ones, though, right? This is the problem. Everyone the,
0: else is seven ninety nine a pound a month for so uh, Google seven ninety nine right, for okay. one terabyte for one terabyte. But I think the more to the point with Dropbox, and we've gone on a tangent without explaining ourselves. But Dropbox <laughs> has made some changes to their plan, which used to be was it seven ninety nine for one terabyte seven ninety nine a month? Yeah. So it's about seven pound ninety nine a month for one terabyte of storage, mm. and you get all of the usual Dropbox accoutrements. Um, now, it's nine ninety nine a month, for, but you get two terabytes, mm-hmm. but you can only install the app on three devices. Oh, so it's a device limitation as well. And, so you, and you have to go on to plan, which oh. is nineteen ninety nine a month. That's out of my
1: price plan. And it's also 10 quid a month. I can probably justify it. And you see,
0: I think Dropbox have just killed themselves, or they have put themselves at risk. When oh, Google yes. is cheaper for... Okay, Google for two terabytes is more expensive, but, like... You just said, you know, you're not even using one terabyte. I suspect most people are not even using one terabyte. Mm-hmm. And then Apple, I know that people bitch and moan quite rightly about the amount of free iCloud storage space you get. Mm. Although I actually think the problem is slightly different with iCloud. Um, but they've added key features to iCloud recently. Yep. And it's 7.99 for two terabytes. And that's including family sharing. With I Apple.
1: hate to say it, it just bloody works in iCloud. Most of the time, uh, I have a big story about that claim. There's,
0: there's yeah, yeah. Let, let's just not get into it. But the, um, you know, if, if, if you're an iPad and a Mac user, for instance, yeah. the reasons to use Dropbox and the reasons to use iCloud, the, that balance is shifting a little bit. And, but anyway, c- come, go, carry on with what you were saying. Yeah, I
1: mean, iOS 13 and iPad OS. This differentiator is going to really piss me off now. But I, I can see where they're going with that. You can probably fill in on that one. Mm. Um, I think they've just kind of upped their game. They've just taken all the things that have worked for other apps, third-party apps, and made them their own. Duet Display is one, my other one. Yeah, but they but they haven't taken every feature of Duet No,
0: display. but they've taken it and made it better as well. They've done the typical yeah. app display, sure. right? They've taken the
1: concept of another device, treat that as a second screen, yeah. even treat it as a Wacom. Do, do you want to explain? Okay, so features. Apple have introduced Sidecar. Um, as a a new feature in um, MacOS. This effectively allows your iPad or even maybe iPhones, I don't know, but I think it's iPad, to act as a second screen. A lot of people travel with their laptops, they like to have a second screen sometimes when they're working. You can just plug in your iPad or wirelessly airplay it as a second screen. And you also have have it as an input device, which Duet, I don't think, does so, okay, um, go on, fill in
0: the gaps. So, um, if, you, if you're using Sidecar, mm-hmm. the, your iPad is not a touchscreen. Really? Is so, your should... Mac desktop extends onto it, but you can't use it as a touchscreen. You can use it with the pencil, the Apple Pencil. Yeah. Um, but to use Mac OS, you have to have a precision pointing device, which is a mouse or a pencil. Um, and what you get on the screen is you get the touch bar. Controls, even on non-touch bar Macs, you get the touch bar controls on the uh, second screen. Your iPad, same as Duet. Then did Duet, Duet do that? Yeah,
1: okay. as an option, but it's not default. Um,
0: and yeah, it's ba- and you can do it like, like like you said, plugged in or whatever. Mm-hmm. With Duet though, the full the iPad does act as a full input device. So you can use touch to control your. You can Mac. use gestures to. Um, you know, move. So it's a bit different,
1: but yeah. It's slightly different, but then effectively you said. But what you what can't are you doing do... There? We're going to do it better.
0: What Duet allows you to do is, is essentially use your Mac remotely from your iPad. So you essentially have your Mac as like an app on your iPad, um, which Psycar doesn't Ooh. do. Okay. Anyway, continue.
1: Well, no, I'll just say that the, the, the model they're taking, they're, they're, they're effectively looking at what works in a lot of third-party apps and making it Apple now. No. Um, the TV TVOS demo, they were talking about... There's, one, there's two things that they put up. One was multiple profile, multiple profiles. Multi-user, yeah. Yep, yeah. uh, which Netflix has been doing for ages, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's now in Apple. Um, I also noticed on the music play, video playback, they've now got like karaoke closed-capture sort of thing. That's on
0: your iPhone as well. Yeah, which is you know, a great
1: music. idea, but Shazam's been doing this for a while now. Yeah. You we, can
0: play music in Shazam with lyrics.
1: Yeah or, or we, Well actually Shazam will listen to What you are listening to And give you the live lyrics for that track
0: Into exact time The right timing like a So close
1: thing. We did it where we were, I was at a wedding a few years A few months back I'm like what's that track Played Shazam And he started playing the lyrics for me So it was like Hey our kids sing away It was great for them um, So again they've just seen something That's pretty cool People go They're using that We'll do that mm-hmm. Um cool. I mean, that won't take away Shazam. Shazam's got other purposes right, but
0: oh. Apple owns Shazam. Did they actually own that then? Because I, I, I don't know sure. if it's been approved. or whatever.
1: Maybe that, I think there's definitely some partnerships in there. No, there. no, no,
0: they try, they're buying Shazam. Wow.
1: So that, that again, them. that that could be an Shazam's integre- gone, an, my friend. An integration once, thing. Once
0: else. Apple ingests Shazam, the Shazam itself. Is. That that would sit well with Siri, then, wouldn't it? As well, you can just it say. You
1: already say Hey Siri. What's this?
0: No, no, no devices. <laughs> you can already say, "Hey Siri, what's that song?" Naming that tune. La 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 la. La 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 la
1: The silence just proves Siri's confused.
0: I know, so it should be. I can't play, pl- this song. You can't seem to. You can't recognise that song. What a shocker! It's um, so a yeah, put Yeah. Yeah. Put a song I'm on, yeah. Well again,
1: this is going to be my music collection. Oh god! So here we go.
0: Don't go too obscure. Siri's not that clever. Okay, let's find something that might be. Yeah, you know, this is a classic. You might recognise. Hey Siri, what's that song? You're listening. It sounds like you're listening to Street Player by Chicago. Street Player by Chicago. Bang on. 1979. Powered by Shazam. Um,
1: Amazing. So um, Sorry, we digress a little bit, but again, the, the fact that they they're taking these elements at work for people, it's a, it's a pattern. I can see a lot. Of yeah,
0: them. I, I think I think that's not all they've done, but yeah, I mean they're, they're well known for Sherlocking. Do you know Do you know why it's called Sherlocking?
1: No. Go um,
0: on. I, I can't remember all the details, but the first like, feature that Apple stole from an app and made part of the operating system, what they called Apple called the feature Sherlock. Okay, and I think. Or was the original app called Sherlock? One of the two. Um, something like that. We'll on so, the show notes. We'll um, put it in. Yeah, we'll, we'll put the... There's bound to be a Wikipedia article. Um, but you're right. I mean, Apple are very good at Sherlocking features, which I, I don't think is a bad thing necessarily, making it available for everyone. And I, I think there's some really big updates in this uh, this year's uh, software across the board. So, you know, whole new Reminders app is, is like huge. I knew you'd go there. Um, shh, we're not talking about it. Um, <laughs> A whole new reminder. I've tried every Reminders app under the sun. Now I've got another one to try. Um, so that's pretty exciting. You know, the changes in performance are pretty exciting. I think that's really good. To, up to twice the speed for app loading is amazing. Um, is dark that mode is... Mobile devices in it. On iOS. iOS yeah, yeah iPad OS. Dark mode is an update. I'm mm. not actually a fan, but that's besides the point. Um, and, and there's a whole range of other things in there. But the... Um, yeah... I'm pleased you're pleased. You seem I, pleased I'm about it. I'm generally
1: quite pleased. I think previous dub-dubs have been a bit meh. You're like, is that it? Is that all you've got? This year, they've gone all out and they've actually thrown a lot out of this it. This year was
0: the biggest dub-dub It's ever. probably one of the
1: biggest ones they've done in a long, long time. I think it's
0: the biggest one ever.
1: Um, so I, I heard a comment, though, about how they've been working their staff. As they say uh, gloating <laughs> about the fact they're working over hours, weekends.
0: I know. It was a very out-of-touch comment by Tim Cook. Right, can you recollect what that was? It was in the keynote. It says something like, you know, we're excited to show you this, and I'm excited for all the people who've, had to, who've worked really hard, sometimes including evenings and weekends, to bring you these updates. Let's see, But they work to a fixed timescale, so that's why they end up having to do that. They're doing waterfall projects, right? They've got this set time every year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's quite how it works, but it's certainly how it looks from the outside. I think they make a decision at some point. They, they have a go-no-go no go in terms of... Where they yeah, but I don't think it's true it. rules
1: but there's a lot of time yeah. pressures that kind of push that, yeah.
0: But I, mean, I was struck this year just by how, much, how many updates there were that weren't actually announced on stage.
1: Behind the but scenes.
0: But the, they, they always have the sort of word cloud slides <laughs> with all the updates on... There is a shitload in there. So uh, I haven't examined everything in detail, but I'm looking forward to playing around with all the updates.
1: Yeah, I mean, the privacy thing is quite interesting as well. The the fact they're shifting. (coughs) They're trying to introduce that we are a privacy company now. You know, trying to make Google look shit. Trying to prove a point that privacy is really important. It is. And I love that they're doing it. They're temporary email addresses to sign up to stuff. Um, The sign-in with Apple. Sign-in with Apple. Fucking huge and brilliant. Brilliant implementation. Including their caveat that any app that uses third-party login should be using Apple. Has to. Has to. And very soon as well, when it obviously it's coming out in the, the fall, if they say autumn Indeed. to the rest of us, um, I'll be amazed to see the uptake on that. So it does, I, I'm completely for this, but it's another world garden of Apple rather than the open ecosystem of logging in.
0: Are you, just, are you have you just described Google and Facebook as open ecosystems? Not open,
1: decentralized. They they've got their own right. Apple Apple is limited to Apple Quick equipment, right? No. Sign in so with
0: Apple is going to work everywhere. Are you sure about that? Yes.
1: This, this is where
0: I was. Yes. Okay. 100%. It'll work best on Apple Gear, of course. I'm not
1: arguing it won't work well. I'm just but saying the fact that it's linked to Apple. It's so like it.
0: the, the idea that people give up all of this information to Google and Facebook. Is, oh, yeah, that's a
1: different reasons. This behind. has to
0: stop. Yeah. And Apple have come in and found a way to make that stop because Apple don't actually care about your information. Right. It's not how they make money. And the, the thing you alluded around. to. About the fake email addresses. Yeah, um, it's really, they're not temporary, they're permanent and they're fake. So, what happens is when you sign into uh, an app or a website, sometimes they don't need any information. They just need like an identification number for you, like an ID number, yeah. which is just some randomly generated thing and it just says this is the same person who's coming back over and over again to this app or website. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes they might want more information about you. So, they might want your name and your Where are you from? email address. Mm. And signing with Apple tells you when they're going to request this information and you get full granular controls, totally granular controls over whether they can access that information. So
1: as you log in. With yeah, Apple it'll say, ID, OK, do you
0: want to give me your name? You can just no, say no. no. Um, do you want to give me your email? No. Now, what happens when you give them your email address is you actually don't give them your email address. Apple creates a randomly generated permanent email address for you. Apple something, well, wasn't it? It's an Apple Relay email yeah. relay or something. Um, and that, that email address is used uniquely for that particular login for you. Um, and what Apple does, any email that arrives to that email address, they forward onto your real email address. So the third party you've used um, the Apple sign-in with doesn't know your real email address. Mm-hmm. And this is brilliant because if they send you a whole bunch of spam... Or a whole bunch of stuff you don't want. First all, you'll know who it's come from. Yep. Because every email address is unique. Secondly, if you don't like those emails, you just go into your Apple ID and kill that email address. Mm-hmm. And you'll never see an email from them again. And just treat it as spam. Well, no, yeah. you don't even need to do that. You will never see an email again. It that email address exist. disappears. And it's brilliant. It's it is, just brilliant. It is awesome. Um, now... I feel much more comfortable giving my information up to Apple, who already have it.
1: They've got most of my information. Um,
0: but they're, they're, not, they're not in the business of taking my information and selling it in any form. So not
1: to third parties, no.
0: Who do they sell it to? They use it themselves,
1: Right. They they know our behaviours. They're going to probably use some of that. Yeah, but it's
0: all it's all anonymised. Normally, stuff yeah, but related yeah. to
1: their products, right?
0: So I, I, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, generally, I am really happy about the way them to like you say, Facebook and Google. They make money out of our data. Apple They, they make money out of their ridiculously priced products.
0: Okay, good good band. More bands. You yeah. had your rant. It's time for a rant. Uh, I, I I've, I've got a. I've, so um, I've got a bit of a rant. Go for it, my friend. Thank you. So um, my rant is about multi-user support in iOS and iPadOS Ooh. because I'm actually fucked off with this. So I'm so so. My problem is this: I'm sitting there in the keynote. So at the moment, uh, rewind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got to hold on to that. Um, so, uh, so I'm sitting there, and, 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 and I'm, I'm sitting there being the keynote with the knowledge that on iOS-type devices, that's iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, watch, all of these sorts of things, um, the only way to do multi-user is currently iPad for education. Okay. That's the only I way you can do it, and the implementation possible. is shit. So, um, fine. Fine. I'm sure it works, but it's not an implementation I want. The user profile stored in the cloud; it has to be downloaded every time you switch user. Oh, fuck that. Anyway, so they're going through the keynote, and they talk about Apple TV first, which is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and Apple TV has got multi-profiles. Awesome.
1: Brilliant. About fucking time.
0: About, about fucking awesome. time. So I can have a profile for me, which will be full of like ballet programs and things like that. And yep. then when you come over to visit, we can have a profile for you, which will be full of... Emma Dale um, and coronation. Northern programs, yep. yeah. Um, no, so, so we can have different profiles, which is brilliant, with different services, different sign-ins, just different users. Yep. Great. They discussed HomePod. Yes, they did. And now HomePod can recognize multiple users. Recognize their voices, it's brilliant. By recognizing your voice. So there are now two Apple iOS-based devices that have multi-user. Yep. TV and HomePod. Awesome. I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, come, on come on. You get a bit excited. tiny bit. Yeah. And they talk about iPadOS, and I was like, perfect. They changed the name of it. They're going to do multi-user on the iPad. They're going to... Oh, keynote's over. And they didn't do multi-user on the iPad. And it's not in
1: the word cloud of all the other things. Not the... Nothing. One more thing, all the other things.
0: So, I personally am getting really fucked off with this, because I really want it. Well, no, no. What I want, and that's the reason you why, want, what you really, really on want. the iPad, I want multiple user accounts. So I have a couple of iPads at home. <laughs>
1: yeah. First world <of> problem. <laughs> and, <Coming> um,
0: <laughs> and all of them... That, I've got, I've, I've got currently three iPads at home that are logged <laughs> into my account. I need to sell yeah, at one, one of them. Really, right, yeah. And... Um, <laughs> uh, they're all logged in for me. And my wife likes to use them occasionally. She wants to look something up. And she'd use it more. But it's got all of my stuff on there. And she doesn't want to touch an iPad with all of my stuff on there. She doesn't know what she's about. She probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, I don't want to touch an iPad with all of her stuff on there. Because, again, I'm a bit scared of what I find. <laughs> but um, give me multi-user support. And then with my phone, quite often, I will give someone my phone to have a look at. Guest mode. I need guest mode on my phone. Yes, really do that yes. with your phone? I do it quite a i give it to my daughter quite a bit. Okay. But basically, it's like, just give me a mode where I can say, these are the apps you can use. I don't even need to be a different user. It's just a limited subset of apps. And it's just like, come on, Apple, do this. And this is the one thing on the iOS side of the Apple divide, of the Apple world, that feels like they're doing it to make money. So they can sell additional iPads in particular. That's probably why. Just give me... uh, I I actually don't think it is. I just think they haven't done it. Because technically, can it be that complicated
1: multiple profiles? They're they're doing it. Exactly. They're doing it. Do you know what? I'm
0: okay if you say to me that if you buy a 64-gig iPad, there isn't really room for multiple profiles. So we'll only enable it for the 256-gig iPads. Even if they said that, I'd be okay with that. I'd buy the bigger iPad. Because I don't want two. I want one device.
1: Economical as well. Uh, Eco friendly wise. Oh, yeah, you could install software, but
0: we want you to buy more devices. I I, I just want multi user. And so this isn't much of a rant, really. Apple, multi user support. If all you do next year is give us multi user support on the iPad, I'll be happy. I won't be fully satisfied because I like more updates in a year than that. But. (laughs) You don't want much. I want multi user support. And I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that maybe, just maybe, it will come in the iOS 13, iPad OS 13 cycle some point in this year, mm-hmm. but I don't think it will, and I'm annoyed by it, and I've spoken.
1: Mic drop. So, anyway, no, I, I, I completely concur with you on this, and... Um, no, I just, I, I, I do agree. And I think the diversification of to say, right, we've got iPod ops now, we've got a set use case around these, we're going to create personas around what they need. Hopefully they'll realise, shit, yeah, we need to get more to use working on iPod ops. Um, end rant
0: and end segment. Oh. Ten. Developer conference of the week, a highly successful new segment. Job done. No Done. Drop. Now, we're going to move into our next segment. Wait, which what? Of the show, just like every week, with a picture of the week. Verbal Diary with Sigh and James. So, it's my picture of the week this week. Not because it's actually my picture of the week, but because I'm changing the format and taking over. Taking over. But Sigh, <laughs> si, I've got a job for you. Go. Sing the theme song. Picture of the week. Thank you. So, um, Apple released something very interesting at this WWDC. OK. It's called the Mac Pro. It's a... suit you, It's a very, very, a very, a very, 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 very powerful computer. Yeah. It's quite expensive. just a little bit? But it's not for us.
1: Well, okay, if, it's, it's for hard. people
0: who have real pro workflow needs and the money and well people. So, did you know if go you on. go to Dell dot com, what do you think is the most expensive workstation you can buy from Dell? Last time I looked at Dell was years ago. Take a guess.
1: Most expensive device on yeah, Dell workstation, workstation device, like, like a Mac Pro. I reckon you can max out around ten k,
0: hundred and seven thousand dollars. Whoa! Right, so. Apple is actually going to be (laughs) well-priced. The CPU, just the CPU in the Mac Pro, Mm -hmm. the 28-core CPU, is over $4,000 from Intel. Just that CPU. One of the GPUs is like $3,000. So this is using expensive kit. I actually think the pricing is not outrageous for what it is. For what it is, correct. Now, the Mac Pro is an incredible bit of design. It looks... Interesting. Johnny um, has oh, gone all out again. It comes with wheels. Options <laughs> actually come with wheels because oh, it's a big, heavy thing. You've got to move it If you want to move it around, it does it does it move it around. Um, white with stripes on it. Amazing. Now, alongside the Mac Pro, another product was released. The uh, I don't know what they call it. The screen monitor. Normally. The Apple Pro <laughs> Display, I think it's called. Oh, the, fuck. Which supports XDR, extreme dynamic range. Listen, this display sounds unbelievable. 32 inch, 6K, 1000 nits of continuous brightness, million to one, a million to one contrast ratio. It sounds absolutely amazing. It's not cheap. I'm not gonna suggest this display is cheap. But the uh, but but I'm also not going to say it's expensive. I mean, it is six thousand dollars. But when you compare it to again, it's peer displays, okay. ref, what they call reference monitors. There's a Sony one that Apple put up on stage that's forty-one thousand dollars. How big is that one? Though? I don't know how big it is, but um, that's so forty-one thousand dollars. Sizes and everything. And the Apple one is six thousand dollars. Do? Um, and that's six thousand dollars. Uh, buys you a display that can maintain its peak brightness, uh, which the Sony can't, for instance. Um, So it's actually a better quality display, so they say. Now, I don't really know anything about reference screens, but I can assure you, as soon as they're in the Apple Store, I'm going to go down and watch something on that 6K display because I want to see what a really good screen looks like. Again, this is not for consumers. This is for pro users, okay? So that's that. Um, you know, the Mac Pro can drive six streams of 8K video all at once. Six million pixels a second it can process. Um, and it can display that on this incredible display. And it can use six of them, I think, it can plug into. It, it's a ridiculous system. Completely yeah. ridiculous. And I reckon the average person buying a Mac Pro is going to spend over $30,000. <coughs> now, I'm just going to send you something. Okay. And then I'm just going to talk to you about it briefly. And you can interject, obviously. Uh, I just need to find this, because I I had a web page up on my Mac. And, of course, now I don't have my Mac with me. I can't find it. So bear with us. Bear with us. Bear with us. Uh, So let's go to there. I'm going to go here. Can you play some background music? I'll play that song again if you want She's absent, okay. Okay. Just tell me when you've received the picture, in the time-honoured tradition. Received. So this picture, which I've stolen from CNET, and we'll put a link to the article of the CNET what article. I thought you were going to send. So, um, it's controversial, but I actually think the controversy is a load of bullshit. Um, you buy your display from Apple mm-hmm. for $6,000 with yep. the matte finish... And what you have to do um, is you've basically got to prop it up on the floor. um, Because it doesn't come with a stand. Keep jokers. Remember, equivalent displays from Sony, $41,000. Apple's display, $6,000. Just bear that in mind when you say jokers. Bargain booking. However, however, those of you who like to have a monitor sort of like... Not lying flat on your desk, but held up by, I don't know, a monitor stand, radical as that may be, will need to buy the Apple Pro Display monitor stand, which is $1,000. And the picture that you have in front of you is... Definitely my favourite uh, thing that was on display at WWDC. So after the keynote, the attendees were invited into a hands-on area where they could see the Mac Pro, they could see the displays, they could play with the new software. And what they do in these ha- in this hands-on areas, they basically have tables that are just like the ones in the Apple Store, you know, the big, long wooden nice tables. Big wooden. They, they have a metal edge to them at WWDC, but whatever. They're basically the same table, so it gives you an idea of the size. Mm-hmm. And they'll have multiple things on each table. But in one end of the room, on a table, standing there, all by itself, on that big table, is the Apple Pro Display Monitor Stand, a $1,000 stand for a $6,000 screen, on a table, all by itself. And I love it. It's the most Apple thing we've seen from them since the Apple Watch edition, And in addition to that, what I love is the people around the stand, which you'll see in the picture of the week, um, are taking photos of their $1,000 stand with their $1,000 phones and iPads. And they can complain all they like, but you can see in their face that they love it. It's Apple at its absolute best. Audacious, ridiculous, outrageous, stupidly expensive sucking the air out of the room with a price tag and yet I know that if I was in the market for this product I'd buy that stand so fucking fast I can't even begin to tell you unfortunately I'm not in the market for that product so I won't be buying any of it um, although I am tempted to buy the stand just on its own um, just to resell. What do what <laughs> oh, resell oh, yeah. no I wouldn't resell <laughs> it I'd keep it but I, I don't have a thousand dollars to burn um, what do you think
1: this, this is what it says a lot about Apple. Commercialism at its worst. It is what the world. It's the reactions. Not just like our reaction. It's when you see these people in this photo. They are taking a photo of a piece of metal worth £1,000. It's not in the actual fucking product. The cinema, the nice display is not there. It's like an, an invisible monitor, but look at the beautiful metal bevels. It's just fucking ridiculous. It pains me, but it makes me fucking happy at the same time <laughs> because people love it, like you.
0: Yeah, I think it makes the iPhone look really cheap.
1: <laughs> Wait, mine look really cheap. My iPhone thousand
0: thousand dollars, you can have an iPhone or a stand for a monitor. <laughs> it's a fucking nice stand, yeah. Come on, it's fucking nice. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You gotta admit it's fucking nice. And if that was a hundred dollars, I probably would buy one just to put on display. The that thing is. I joke about
1: it people will buy that and resell it for more because it will be in demand. It happens, right, with Apple products when they come out. There's
0: not a big market for this. I don't think they're going to struggle. There won't be that many people want it, but... Well, if you're in the pro market, then this is cheap. If you're in the market where you're buying a Mac Pro and, say, six of the new pro displays, the stands are cheap. Um, Yeah. Apparently, most... People that would be buying this product would be visa mounting it, and the visa amount's like sixty bucks or something. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it, but the um, but yeah, it, it's I I just I just love it. I the just think think picture encapsula-
1: encapsulates the whole thing quite well. If you can afford to buy this shit, you probably will. Otherwise, you're just going to take the piss, and that's that's the state of this world, right?
0: But you know, no one else could have done this. No one else would have done this.
1: Tesla, but no.
0: Maybe Elon Musk, maybe. But he's probably but the only
1: person who's that far up his own ass to get away with this shit. I just
0: think it's fantastic, I love the whole thing. It's nonsense, it's rubbish, the, the fucking stand should come in the box. But, although, I did read a couple of tweets from someone who said that he manages 175 Mac users in a pro... Audio environment, I think it is. Okay, or was it video? No, there must be video must be video. And he said he's going to be buying a bunch of these displays. And they buy these display, th- displays right now that are like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they include the stand and they take the stand off and they just sit in a room until they get thrown in the bin. <sighs> so, um, and then there's a plastic, crappy stand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it does give you an idea that maybe it shouldn't come with a stand, but. This is what people are talking about, and I, I just think it's the most Apple thing ever.
1: I, I saw someone tweet about it going, if you sold it with the stand, and then as an add-on, you could remove it for cheaper or something, it, it wouldn't have caused any uproar. Well, you but could do it
0: Porsche-style, and you charge $6,000 $6, for the screen, $7,000 if you don't have the stand. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that, that would cost you extra. Um, <laughs> Paying yeah. for nothing, for less, is brilliant.
0: And I'm just going to finish off today's podcast with my highlights from Talk Show Live, John Gruber's show. Okay. Uh, and if I have the wherewithal, I'll put a, uh, an overcast clip into the show notes, a link to a, the clip, mm-hmm. where Gruber's asking Joss, uh, he says, um, I've heard rumours that the packaging for the Mac Pro is going to be like, basically another level. Okay. And obviously they don't going to talk about it because they haven't announced it yet. Yeah. And Joss just says, it's not going to be shitty packaging. I can't wait to see what the box is like. (laughs) Fucking sad.
1: The YouTube video sensation again.
0: Unboxing Apple stands. But if they're they're talking about the packaging like that now, it's going to be something special, the packaging. My fear for society now. This is what we've come to. Oh, society's fucked. We may as well enjoy the $1,000 stand. Are we done? No. Oh,
1: We've been going for nearly an hour.
0: We're not done. Normal service will resume next week. But for now... Hopefully. <laughs> maybe. We hope so. For now, sigh. Do the socials. We're doing the socials.
1: So, the socials. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on Dub, Dub as it's known, or Dub Dub, WWDC, Dub, Dub. Apple products whatsoever, and you think we are talking about a bollocks, please challenge us on Twitter at Verbal Diary Show, at Sai, at Nautils, whichever one you want to target, hit us with your dub dub hashtags. Um, you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, now av- well soon to be available on your Mac, Overcast and all the other good podcatchers out there. And we've also got our verbaldiary.show website with all the old show notes where you can find out more about the show, all the history and stuff like that. That it, that's it, I think. That it? Are we done? Are we done? We're done. We're done. Hit it folk with the music.
0: Boom 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 (coughs) So much better, (laughs) even with the (laughs) cough. Do you not like the outro?